Thank you and welcome back to Race Industry Week 2023. We are now traveling directly to Bahrain to meet our dear friend Mark, who has been an expert of the region, has been in the racing industry his whole life, has been living in the Middle East for the last 15 or 20 years. We met there actually in Bahrain. And Mark is an expert of the basically Middle East, Southeast Asia and Indian racing market. And it's very important this week to, you know, talk about racing around the world. And in India and in Southeast Asia, there is a real booming in the racing world. And uh, it's uh, an emerging market and we're paying great attention to it. So Mark has assembled a wonderful panel. And uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you, Mark. It's uh, probably 7 p.m. for you, right? Good evening, Francis. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to say a few words about our guest that we're going to be bringing on? Yeah, well, thank. first of all, thank you for the invitation. Um, it, it's fantastic to be part of the fourth uh, Race Industry Week uh, webinars that you've put together. And I'm delighted to uh, to include my, my friends and colleagues, Karun Chandok, um, F1 driver, only the second ever Indian F1 driver to, to compete in the Formula One World Championship and now currently a Sky Sports uh, presenter and uh, motorsport ambassador, I, I, th I think, for India. And also our colleague, Ben Wilshire, who is the MD of Driven International and a, a track design company that we work very closely with on, on a lot of projects. And we're here to talk about the, uh, the booming Indian motorsport market. Excellent. Good evening, gentlemen. So Mark will let you in charge for the next 25 minutes. Thank you. Good evening, Karim. Good evening, Ben. And uh, welcome to the Race Industry Week uh, webinar. And we're here to talk about the um, the booming uh, motorsport industry in India. And I think if we cast our mind back to uh, 2010, when I was living in Delhi and helping to set up the Bud International Circuit and ready for Formula One, um, long time ago, Karun is when you and I first met. And uh, maybe you could touch on um where we were um back then and uh and and what happened to f1 what what happened yeah sure i mean uh you know i think we we spent a period of time my father and i working with bernie eccleston and formula one management from sort of 2003 four onwards um you know looking at various sites and talking to various governments and um and and people but ultimately it was the jp group in in delhi that uh, bit the bullet and went forward with building the the Formula One circuit up there. Um, they dragged Mark in from from Bahrain at the time to come and oversee the uh, you know the, the whole construction and, and and you know look after the the project and we were all there uh, you can see the picture on the top left that's during one of my early or sort of actually probably one of the late site visits it's got tarmac on the track there but you know, we were there from really uh, seeing the entire process unfold when it was a piece of dirt. And at that stage, uh, India had only one um, really proper permanent uh, international spec circuit, which was down in Chennai. Um, yeah. It's a track that actually my grandfather helped to build back in the 1980s uh, as a grade two track. But this was going to be India's first 
not just grade one for cars, but also obviously A grade for for motorbikes as well. Um, and so we had the Grand Prix finally come to India in 2011. We had three races run there. Um, and they were, you know, good, solid events. We had over 100,000 people at the first race. And, and then the number sort of settled around the mid, mid to high 60s, which is still a decent number to get at a Formula One Grand Prix. Um, but it was a private enterprise. You know, it was a race that was fully funded by the JP group. And, you know, they were taking on the rights fees, uh, which was, you know, uh, as most people know, is in the high 30s when it, in terms of millions. Um, you've got the operational cost of another... 10 12 15 you know so it's probably a 50 million annual outlay for them on top of the capex the the circuit which is normally undertaken in itself that's what i mean on top of the capex of building the track in the first place you know so um i think it got to a stage where it it wasn't making financial sense for them and they weren't getting the government financial backing like you have in a lot of other countries and um then there were a few tax issues that came up between Formula One management and the government and um, and the tax authorities. And really, that was the end of um, of Formula One's involvement uh, at the time, which was a shame. So we then went for a 10-year period where the Buddha International Circuit um, was really used just for national and domestic racing. We had track days. We had um, national racing. We had even truck racing championship uh, running there. Um, so it went for... A decade really without any high profile international championships running and if we now fast forward to 2023 and uh and finally international racing is back at bud and back in 2011 an agreement was signed at that time to bring moto gp to india and uh because of the, the the politics and the lack of funding and everything else it never happened and and it finally happened this year to great acclaim from the riders uh the track was was modified a little bit to accommodate the new moto gp safety regulations because the track was designed in 2010 and then obviously a decade later the the bikes have got a bit quicker the the safety regular regulations have changed and that's where ben and the driven team came in and uh, and and took on the challenge of um, updating the circuit. So can can you tell us a bit about that, Ben? Yeah, sure. Um, well, firstly, yeah, just thanks uh, for having us on uh, this afternoon. I hope, hopefully this will be interesting for everybody. Um, I think it's gone full circle, hasn't it? I mean, Karun, there's a photo there of Karun, as he said, you know, stood uh, during the track construction. Um, Karun and I have worked together, you know, since then on, on other track projects. And then, you know, th uh, this year we didn't get the opportunity to, to upgrade the bud circuit for MotoGP, so it's um, yeah, a wonderful opportunity, and I think it's it's uh, amazing to see India really now back, you know, hosting these World Championship events. I know we're going to talk about some others as well, but I mean, having obviously you know MotoGP there, it's the pinnacle of of uh, motorcycle racing. Um, what was amazing for us is it was a really challenging project. I mean, we've got this circuit that's not been used at that level for ten years. And, you know, you think, OK, well, the track's already there. So, you know, what's the big deal? But our team spent months on the ground and almost a year planning you know, design um, and engineering drawings for the project um, with small things, right? Like the curbs needed changing, for example. And all, you know, if you look in the photo in the, in the center of the screen there with the MotoGP bikes lent over, I think it's coming out of turn one through turn two by the looks of it um you know all the all the verges the you know the um astroturf verges were changed 
Um, we had to work very, very closely with the FIM to uh, understand any safety changes that were needed to make the track suitable for MotoGP. Obviously, it had been 10 years since Formula One had been there. So we ended up changing a lot of the runoff areas, expanding the gravel traps, uh, changing barrier angles um, and, and a few of the corners as well. We needed to localize um, some 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 narrowing on the track to keep the speeds under control for the MotoGP bikes. So um, it was a big challenge, but one that we're really proud to have you know, delivered and uh, long may it continue. I believe that, you know, there's plans for the championship to continue there. So we're looking forward to seeing more motorcycle racing at Bud. Yeah, and obviously Carlos and the, and the Dorna team were on before us um, talking about the strength of MotoGP. And I think that the there was a bit of criticism about the event. I think that people were expecting a bigger crowd, um, but it was the first time MotoGP had come to India. I think the crowd was a very respectable crowd, and I think the event will only grow from there. Um, and we, I think it's easy to forget um, that without regular motorsport it's hard to keep that momentum going and and i think that MotoGP do a very good job of that and i hope that uh, the crowd will increase next year and and we'll get a good turnout and who knows i mean karim any thoughts on whether f1 would ever go back to bud i think there's always interest um certainly from formula one side you know i think they they feel it's almost unfinished business. I think um, in India, it's 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 still yeah, it's still a, a country where every car manufacturer wants to sell lots of cars. Every consumer brand wants to sell lots of products. There's a there's a massive demographic, or you know, seventy percent of the population is between sixteen and sixty four at the moment, um, and you know that's. 70% of 1.2 billion people, <laughs> which is, uh, right. you, you know, it's it's a significant number, obviously. So I think from a commercial and brand perspective, it's good for F1 and, and all the partners within the sport that to have a race in India. Um, but obviously, it has to be a government project, I think, for this to be viable, really. Um, I think there's obviously ambitions, and India said this publicly, about wanting to host the Olympics in the future. In order to host the Olympics, you need to show that you are, as a government, able to organize a high-profile global sporting event, and Formula One would tick that box very well. So um, you never say never, um, but at the moment, it's uh, you know, nothing in the immediate future, shall we say. Sure. And I think moving on from, from what Bud have achieved, and it's great to see it back on the calendar, it's great to see it being used again and getting some international recognition. It's a great circuit. Um, but there are many other projects happening around India. And Karun, as you said, 70% of the population are, uh, between 16 and 64. Um, I think the, the latest figures for India, the population is up to 1.4 billion and has, has nudged slightly ahead of China now. So uh, it, extraordinary numbers in the country. And we're seeing more and more circuits being developed. And, and I think if we come on now to... Uh, another international event happened this year, earlier in the year. It's another driven international um, circuit, this time a street circuit in Hyderabad and Formula E race there earlier in the year. And again, great um, recognition from the drivers. I think it was well received. So, Ben, do you want to tell us a bit about this project? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, what, what a year for Indian motorsports have had, you know, MotoGP just recently in December, but also at the beginning of 2023 with the the Formula E Championship as well. So, you know, two world championship events. Um, I mean, this was a remarkable project, um, to be honest, that, that, that you know, it was even delivered. 
Um, you know, we we were actually working um, as part of the team with the Indian Racing League, which is a series now that you know, is a, a national series that's racing around India. They've got the the Wolf cars um, running in the Indian Racing League and also F4 now as well as part of the, the series, um, which is fantastic. You know, it's a really growing national uh, racing series. And the the model is that they have teams from you know different cities, so uh, I think Mumbai, Bangalore, uh, Chennai, Hyderabad. They've all got teams, and they all race against each other as uh, racing teams in different cities across India. So um, this really project was uh, initiated by by the Indian Racing League, and then was also used. The same circuit was then used for Formula E, which was great because we got we got to use the the track twice um but it's right in the middle of you know it's, it's in downtown hyderabad and we had to shut roads we had to create diversions we had to you know build the track in a couple of months or what felt like a couple of weeks to be honest um you know it was really really hard task to pull off and i think doing this in india is probably tough tougher than maybe anywhere else in the world in terms of organizing road closures and able, able to to do this so it was a real challenge for our team, but one, as you said, Mark, that was um, a big, big moment, I think, for Indian motorsport and one that was well received by the drivers and teams. And, and again, I think we're looking forward to Formula E coming back um, next year. Just just to put it into context a little bit for, for the people watching that may not have been to India or, or Hyderabad, I think the population of Hyderabad is a city of 10 million people. And yeah. that's, that's about 1.5 million more than London. And uh, when you think about it in that context and that you've shut down a fairly um, critical network of roads within the city for that event is, is no mean feat at all. And I think, Mark, what, the reason why this event worked is because it was government-backed, unlike the Formula One Grand Prix. You know, the, the local state government um, and the chief minister of the state is um, is a very impressive, progressive character, really. You know, I think they... Um, as as an organ as a government, I should say, they got fully behind the project. You know, the to the point at which they were, you know, the the chief minister himself was was calling cricketers and Bollywood stars to come to the event and and add a bit of add a bit of color to the event and um, really got proactively behind the road closures and all all of the disruption to the city because they recognized the upside. Uh, you know, they they organized the the timing of the event was at the same time as a electric mobility conference that was going on in the city so obviously tying in with formula e um and that again was all you know foresight from uh, from the government and it just underlines how and why in a country like india unless you have either the central or the local state government behind a project it's very difficult to keep it going on an ongoing basis Sure. And, um, and I, 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 don't know, I don't know about anybody else, but I thought it was the most exciting Formula E race of the season. Um, I, I thought the, the, the track layout was superb and the, the amount of overtaking. And Formula E is going from strength to strength and, uh, and, and creating some great content for the fans. Yeah, it was a good race. You know, we had um, uh, we have four drivers nose to tail basically across the line um, and it, it was exciting. And I was very proud to see, you know, Indian marshals. We didn't have to fly in marshals from other countries. Um, we had a car with the Porsche of Pascal Verlaine had quite a big crash on the Friday. 
the track got cleared and you know car recovered driver taken the medical center everything done and dusted within i think it was eight nine minutes uh for quite a big accident recovery so i i think on the whole it, it it all went well and you know i think we're all looking forward to going back again in february next year um you know ben and his team have got a few modifications to the track obviously um and this is one of the challenges of a, a street circuit is uh, it, the infrastructure has changed you know they've got different government buildings and monuments and things like that that have popped up in the last year so we can't quite have the same track as we did last yeah. year um mm -hmm. but that's that's part of the challenge of of doing street races and uh you know i think we 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 see it everywhere and we saw it in singapore this year even with the grand prix you know they had to change uh change a part of the layout with a with a section around the marina so it's it's one of the interesting things with racing on street circuits yeah i think going back to your point about the marshals um it, it it's easy sometimes to forget how important the volunteers are for motorsport and that without them our, our sport doesn't function and having um, marshals uh, and fire marshals recovery teams and everybody that are capable of host of managing an international event is absolutely critical and that's something that's hard to do when you don't have the infrastructure or the calendar of events so um, hats off to the to FMSCI team and, and everybody that worked hard to to train those marshals and, and develop those teams. And as you say, deal with, uh, I think it was Pascal's accident so so efficiently. So, um, moving on from, from the Hyderabad street circuit, Hyderabad's fairly central in India, um, but is, is a bit further north. We've got another um, interesting street circuit coming up. Uh, again, um, something that Ben can tell us a little bit about. And this is uh, Formula E. Uh, sorry, Formula Four um, street circuit. So, Ben, can you talk us through this? Yeah. So, I mean, I think off the back of Hyderabad with the popularity of, and also the popularity of city racing now, you know, this this new circuit has has popped up, and it's an amazing opportunity again to get you know fans close to racing. And I was going to say, like the the thing that we really saw in Hyderabad that made me the most proud. You mentioned the marshals and the officials, which was fantastic, and I think. The thing that I really noticed was being at the event was the amount of families and kids that were seeing racing cars for the first time ever that had, would never have had that opportunity. You know, it was incredible. So we were really proud to have been involved in that. And we're hoping to see the same again in Chennai. Um, our team are actually on the ground right now. So, um, you know, we've been speaking to them today They're they're, you know, furiously building the track. We've had to shut roads again and, um, you know, get all the barriers in place, do some resurfacing work. But this is a longer circuit than Chennai. We're uh, over three and a half kilometers compared um, compared to uh, Hyderabad. Sorry, we're at um, three and a half kilometers instead of two point eight. A uh, bit bit of a quicker track, um, but the roads there really good. I mean, it's almost primed for a street race. It runs around um, sort of Fort Island. There's a bridge section. We've got some nice S's, uh, but nice ride, nice wide roadways there, ready to use. So. Um, the race will be on the 9th and 10th of December, so not far away. So anyone watching, they want to tune in some exciting motorsport in India, then, uh, yeah, Indian Racing League will be happening that weekend. So watch this space. But, yeah, it's exciting to see it going to another city for sure. I, th I think the work the Indian Racing League is, uh, is doing is fantastic. Um, yeah. Developing young drivers, um, because th this isn't about drivers necessarily coming from all different parts of the world. There, there's a lot of young Indians racing here. There's there's a lot of young Indians racing around the world now. And, 
Um, that's not something we've really touched upon in our presentation, but Karun, maybe you could give us a bit of um, insight into some of the upcoming, up and coming young Indian drivers that are competing out there. I, I think there's drivers, you know, in, in dotted about, aren't they? In various championships, you've got, um, you know, a couple of them who are doing Formula Two uh, recently. Um, Kushmaini is is going to carry on next year. He's just signed with Alpine as a junior driver. Um, you've got um, some kids in F4 at the moment who are racing in, in the British Championship and also in the in various European Championships. Uh, and I think it'll be interesting to see as the Indian F4 um, championship, you know, carries on. They've, they've only had, I think, one race weekend so far and they had 10 or 12 cars on the grid. So uh, predominantly, I think, with homegrown talent um, and, and how many of those kids in time are able to make the progression up the the single seater pyramid will be interesting to see. You know, as we as we sit here, um, we've only ever had two of us race in Formula One, and only two of us ever race at Le Mans, for example, uh, and only two of us to race in Formula E. You know, as the three world championships of the sport, yeah. of the sport, and that's a pretty exclusive club out of, um, as you said, uh, Mark, one point three billion people. Um, so yeah, I think. We need a catalyst, uh, and I think having more tracks and creating the access will help. I, th I think, you know, I grew up in, in Chennai, and I was able to, therefore, start racing and driving at a young age because, uh, at the time, the only racetrack in the country was in Chennai, and I was able to yeah. get in the car and go an hour down the road and, and drive around. Uh, and a lot of kids in other parts of the country weren't able to do that, whereas in time now we're building more and more circuits in, in different corners of the country, and I think that will just help to create a bit more of a racing culture. Yeah, and, 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 as you say, I think there are there are young Indian drivers that are competing around the world because at the moment those domestic championships don't satisfy the need that they have. That the, there aren't the tracks there. I know that. Um, I think in the next two weeks there's a Formula Four um, series being launched in Saudi Arabia, and I think we've had a number of inquiries from Indian drivers to come and compete in a winter series there. Um, so the, the demand is there. There's no doubt about that. And hopefully we can see that exclusive club expand a little bit um, in, in the coming years. And I think that, that we, we can now move on to our final track. Um, and, and, and Ben, you can talk to us about this, but this is a track that's close to both of your hearts. Uh, Madras International Circuit down, down in the, the southeast there. Um, actually, Karun, you tell us a little bit about Madras first as a as a as a whole property, and then Ben talk to us about the co kart tracks. I'm conscious that we're running out of time. Yeah, so you know, just briefly, as I, I think I mentioned before, this was um, the original racetrack was the first permanent circuit built in India um, by my grandfather and, and his his team of people. Then they they formed a club um, and and went out, raised the money, borrowed the money, and and you know slowly over time bought pockets of land over a decade ended up and, and built the circuit very different to um these days you know they they did the circuit design by hand unlike ben and his team uh and went you know one person was dispatched to fisa in paris to homologate it you know and you know back in the 80s um so it, it it's been the home really of indian domestic racing um you know chennai as a city or madras it was as it was called before is one of the automotive hubs of the country you've got manufacturers uh, automotive manufacturers but suppliers tire companies you know people like bosch all of them have got their factories 
around there um royal enfield for the bikes and, and people like that as well so it's a circuit that at the moment in, in recent years okay let's forget covid but apart from that it's been regularly used over 300 days a year which is quite amazing when you think of racetracks around the world it's probably one yeah, of the highest in terms of usage uh it's a very busy circuit but uh, despite opening in 1990 we never had a kart track there so it's been um 33 years and uh, we finally decided it's time to bite the bullet and uh commit some investment into building uh, india's first cik international kart circuit and um so ben and the team have, have been on the ground and uh, i worked with them on the design and um yeah as you can see you know the guys were out there with construction and hopefully it'll be up and running early next year Fantastic. And Ben, do you want to just give us a little bit of uh, some of the statistics about the track? And we've got a few minutes left. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is, as Kareen said, you know, kart circuits sit alongside the main the main racetrack. And just going back to what we've been talking about with, you know, the street races and bringing new audiences into motorsport, having a karting circuit here is a great way of getting, you know, new fa you know, families involved, kids involved. This kart circuit, much like the main circuit, we expect to be used over 300 days a year as well. Um, it will be used for leisure use, um, electric karting. They'll have um, the ability to host CIK races as well. Um, the track is 1.1 uh, kilometers in length, a good good length circuit. It can be split into multiple configurations. And you, Mark, know that that's really important from a kind of commercial and sustainability perspective longer term. So, um, yeah, really exciting. And it's the way that the track is positioned. Um, the, the buildings there will have great viewing over the whole of the track. Um, we'll have viewing over the main circuit as well. Um, we've had the track in the simulator, which uh, Karun and I have both driven. Um, so I think it's going, it's going to be really exciting and a real landmark again for Indian motorsport. So, you know, what we've been talking about with the yeah. first uh, motorcycle world championship, the first Formula E, uh, race coming to India. We spoke about the street circuits, um, which I should have mentioned. Chennai will be the first night race as well in India, which I didn't mention. So that's quite exciting. And now the first international kart circuit. So it's been an amazing, you know, opportunity for us to get involved. And I'm, yeah, feel very privileged to be able to work um, with some amazing people over there, which have got such great attitude to building motorsport in India. So um, we're excited to see it continuing. And that, you know, there's Ben. I think we do have one more track on our list that yeah. we we're going to yeah. which is yeah. the nose on the west coast there. Um, so if you could give us a, a quick oversight, oh. this is under, it's under construction, it's a driven, um, designed circuit. Uh, and just quickly talk us through this before we uh we draw our session to an end. Yeah, I mean, well, you can see we've been quite busy in India, and my uh, my passport stamps with the India stamp on it is um quickly filling up we've spent spending more and more time there which is good because I, I love the people and food but um yeah this is a project that um again Karun and I actually worked on together in designing and it's the most amazing location um a former stud farm so it's a private project and we're converting what was a horse race training grounds into a car race training grounds so this will become a facility with a different type of horsepower 3.1 kilometer track, um, but mainly targeted at people that want to just come and enjoy driving with their cars, store their cars there, have more social environment, much like you see in the US with a lot of the country clubs. So again, a real different type of track, but a permanent one this time and uh, based over in Pune. Yeah, and I think you, one of the things, um, just to quickly 
finish up is you know we we work together the reason i got involved with working with ben is is from a driver's perspective you know i've had the benefit of driving or racing on 88 different tracks around the around the world so far um so to be able to offer that perspective on what might work what might not work what needs changing and we do a lot of simulation you know i've got a simulator in my office um ben and his team you know design the track we've got a great team of people now who can convert the CAD drawings into the simulator models for us to test on track within a two-day period. Um, and yeah, so in fact, I've got a, another one for the North in North America to to get onto this evening, Ben, haven't I? Yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> Simulators can't be underestimated, and it's something that clients are finding amazing because uh, they get to drive the track before it's been built. So they can, they can pound the track and, and understand how it is and, and work with you guys to tweak the design how they wish and it's it's an incredible tool but um we, we we're almost out of time and I can, I can see that our colleagues in the us have come on back online now um so francisque how how are we doing what well, th thank you very much you know great session uh you know it's you guys are the foundation of 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 the sports you know uh by building those tracks and then bringing the competitors and then the industry comes comes into place and so that was very important i wanted to you know show our audience uh that are not only watching on zoom and also on racer.com on speedsport.com you know on all our different youtube channel and and speedsport one that uh you know there are a lot of you know region that are just starting to you know develop and when you know the population there it gives you an indication of the potential uh you know uh, for the industry so this is very exciting and uh, thank you very much karun thank you very much ben and of course a big thank you to you mark for putting the panel together and for bringing the id to 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 us and so have a registering on epar trade is easy to start click on the join for free button on the home page first Search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a new company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose register a new company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then enter your company name please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.